0: From the basement of the Bob and Tom Studios, it's That Josh Arnold Podcast. Oh, <laughs> hello there. How the heck are you? Yes, it's that time again. Time for another visit with me and... Uh, Oh, what a fine week it is, and what a good show we have today! My gosh, today's guest—a you know—and I, I don't like to throw this word around often, but a, a true hero, uh, in the sense that whenever they around, whenever they're around, rather, it, it feels like uh, the day, uh, regardless of how it's going, has been saved. And what a wonderful person to have with us. My guest this week is you. Hi, how the heck are you? Man, oh man, so nice to see you. You look good. I hope you're feeling well. And um, hey, if you're celebrating the Lent season, or is it Lenten season? I don't, if you're celebrating Lent, I uh, hope it's going well for you. Uh, and if you're not, well, then I'm, I'm certain that's going well for you. Um, you didn't have to give up anything, did you? So, <laughs> so that's always nice. But hey, uh, if you did, um, I'm sure you're doing well and uh, sticking with it. I uh, should let you all know um, this is one of Josh's confessions. Uh, although uh, the word confession suggests I may harbor some guilt about this. I don't. But... Maybe you didn't know this about me. I recently confessed confessed that I uh, am a unabashed lover of uh horse stories. I love books about horses and I love uh, movies about horses. <laughs> and even songs about horses. There are a few out there. Um <laughs> but one uh, another thing that you may not know about me, I love fast food fish sandwiches love them love them and we are in the heart of uh fish sandwich season um i've always said that march is uh uh whenever you turn on the TV it's just fish sa- fish sandwich and tax uh per- like per- like uh, preparer uh, commercials that's all It'll be uh, Arby's, and then H&R Block, and then McDonald's, and then uh, some tax attorney, and then <laughs> Wendy's, and then um, uh, whoever the hell else does taxes. <laughs> so, uh, But I love fish sandwiches, and uh, I've already, well, I'll be honest, I'm behind in my fish sandwich consumption so far. Um, I've only had a filet fish from McDonald's. I haven't. Gone to uh, Arby's yet? Boy, these places make, uh, oh my gosh, I don't know if Arby's is doing it this year. um, But they will sometimes put their fish on a King's Hawaiian bun, and that combo is just terrific. Oh man, oh man. In fact, I I will insist they do it. Um, and they may even say, look, we haven't used King's Hawaiian buns on any sandwich for a few months. I'm sure there's a stale one back there. I don't care. why? I, I, that's what I want. Please, please try to do it. <laughs> oh, man. every I, I, I'd be hard-pressed to tell you a, a bad fast food fish sandwich is out there. I know some of you may, may not care for them, and that's fine. But in my opinion, you can't go wrong. Um, I won't. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I need to get on it. Um. So yes. Anyway, I hope you're enjoying uh your Lent. You know who who likes fish sandwiches? That I found out. Um, but she doesn't seem to uh, eat them, like get them from fast food. She like makes her own, I guess, because I don't know. Uh, there's something about I've never recognized one that she's eating, but the smell is as uh, strong as any fish I've ever smelled. And that's Old Shelly, the the lady that works down here sometimes. She, she makes a uh, a fish sandwich. That uh, boy, I mean, it, uh, she seems to enjoy it. She wolf's them down. I saw her have three one day, and uh, they're not small. They're not small. Uh, the fish is fried, but it's. <laughs> I don't know. I I I'll, you know what? I'll just have to ask her next time she's down here. What the heck, fish are you uh, you making? Please remind me to do that because it's rough. Maybe it's Ruffy. I have no idea. Is that the kind of uh, show we're going to have today, Josh? Maybe. Well, I mean, what? 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 <laughs> Maybe it's Ruffy. Okay. So, um, oh, but I, you know what? I talked about these places. I actually named some products, but they're not—they're uh, not our sponsor this week. I'm happy to still mention them, uh, but I—I I would be remiss if I didn't. Give uh, our uh, sponsor this week its its uh, its fair sh- uh, due, its proper uh, due, and uh, I, well, I'm going to do it right now. All right, sponsoring the that Josh Arnold podcast this week, a lamp. That's right, a lamp. You know how it is. Sometimes you come home and uh, <laughs> you can't see in your own home, and uh, well, what do you do? You uh, look. You can flip on the light switch and get. Uh, those overhead lights, I'm not talking about those this week. I'm talking about turning on a lamp. Isn't that nice? Lamps, of course, brighten up rooms, don't they? They're good for reading. Well, you know what? Some lamps even warm. keep uh, those fish sandwiches at my fast food restaurants warm, don't they? They'll make them. go. Oh, wait, we might need to do this right away. We'll keep it under the the heating lamp and uh, keep, that, keep that, <laughs> that fish sandwich not nice and warm lamps can be very decorative isn't that nice they they help uh with the aesthetic of of your home uh I love a lamp I much prefer a lamp to uh an overhead light if 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 I had it my way um every office building there'd be none of those fluorescent uh, lights above everybody would just have lamp their own lamp and uh it would be very inefficient and uh <laughs> I, I have no idea if it would affect the efficiency. I, I imagine it would, but anyway, uh, I just I like lamps. Uh, w- well, what about uh, genies? They live in lamps, and uh, you might be saying, Well, oh, that's not what you're talking about." They're called lamps, but they're not really li- like the lamp that that lights anything. Why are they called lamps? Aren't they Aren't they essentially just vases? Like. Uh, Or like they're almost even more like teapots. You rub it and uh, the genie comes out. I don't know why that's called a lamp. You know what? Let's get that changed. I'm going to have to read 1001 Arabian Nights or whatever. I've never read it and find out exactly where the heck they get off calling those (laughs) lamps. (laughs) All right. Anyway, I hope that this week you find time to enjoy a lamp yourself um, I uh, I made a last minute change here uh, Jason walked in and uh, he said I'm ready to produce and I said all right well uh, just give me another minute because I have made a last minute change um, regarding our trip to vocabulary station ah, yes. All aboard we're heading there. the construction's nearly complete. just a few more weeks I'm gonna say uh, but they are further along they're more than halfway there I can tell. New buildings up and uh the in fact they had to lay new track uh, for our uh, train to to travel along. I, you're all gonna be uh, you're all gonna like it I'm I'm, I'm convinced of it. I was m- meeting with the, the mayor recently about some of the uh, changes and boy, they're exciting. And by the way, they don't affect any of your taxes. The uh, all of the construction that's happening now, um, there have been uh, just benefactors. Just uh, some of the uh, the local wealthy have uh, chipped in and said, "You know what? We don't want this to be a burden on the average family. We we will go ahead and take care of it, and you will enjoy it. I'm I'm sure." But for now, vocabulary station, we have arrived. And uh, I was, I originally had a word that will be pushed to next week because I was looking over some emails and I was reminded of a word that, um, my gosh, I need to find who sent this in. Um, A terrific, uh, this is a terrific suggestion and uh, if I can't find it, boy, I apologize. I hate when people... Send things in and I hate what I'm saying is I hate my behavior because I forget to write down their name or uh, whatever to, so that I can. Well, I can uh, give them the, the proper credit. Uh, anyway, I can't find it. And um, I apologize. Maybe I can get I'll find it and can get your name next uh, week. But anyway, a person wrote in and said, you need to look up. <laughs> the definition of this word. And I did, and it's got many definitions, but I think I know which which particular definition he's referring to because he said it made him laugh out loud, and it made me laugh out loud. So I'm going to assume that uh, since he listens to that Josh Arnold podcast, he has similar uh, tastes as I, and that we both laughed at the same definition. The word is sprunt, S-P-R-U-N-T, and it's already kind of funny. Um, <laughs> the the main definition of uh, of sprint the the most common and this is a very British word by the way. Um, from, from by all accounts, mostly used in England and Scotland, uh, and, and in different ways. So, but the main uh, definition of sprint, the one that I found to be most popular. Is simply a convulsive movement, like a a, a leap or a or a, a sudden spring action. So you might sprint out of your chair if you heard a loud noise behind you. That that kind of thing, or perhaps um, one of those. You know that uh, I I believe it's called a uh, is it a myocardial jerk? I'll, I'll look it up for sure. But it's uh it's the jerk that you that your body does when you are falling asleep. And uh, you're drifting to sleep, and all of a sudden you're, you just have this massive spasm, and uh, you kind of wake up for a second and go, what the heck was that? And then you end up drifting back to sleep. And I I, I think it is something like myocardic or myocardial, something like that. And I, I will, maybe it's myoscop, uh, whatever. I'm, I apologize for not knowing uh, just off the top of my head, but I'll look at, I will I will reexamine that. You know why your body does that? I, apparently, when you're falling asleep and your body, you, you, your uh, body sort of shutting down sometimes your nervous system gets confused and thinks that you're dying uh, not just that uh you're falling asleep but that you're actually allowing yourself to pass away and so the body uh involuntarily jerks like that to re- uh, sort of get you moving again and 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 uh remind your body hey don't don't die <laughs> like it's a weird thing so if you've ever wondered what that's about apparently that's what that is and uh boy those can scare the heck out of you and i i think i i get them quite often and i know my dad did too we were on we're on well uh he took a very similar um uh, anti-panic disorder medication that I'm on. And so (laughs) that's also, it's a side effect of that too. (laughs) But yeah, nothing like your panic attack medication uh, causing a panic attack when it wakes you up like that as you're trying to drift to sleep. But anyway, back to Sprunt, Uh, a convulsive movement, a leap, a jump. It also means, and I like this definition too, a steep, Incline or ascent on a road. So if you're like, if you're on a road and you see that there's a a short but very steep hill that you have to go up, that's a sprunt. <laughs> so I think you can use this word either uh, way. Now there are a couple funny uh, versions out there. George Carlin had a bit, uh, <laughs> uh, and I apologize. This is uh, this is uh, slightly blue. I'm not I'm not going to cuss, but it, you, you'll you'll understand what uh, George Carlin uh, says that he 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 wanted to invent a feminine deodorant spray called Sprunt and I think you could figure out <laughs> how he came to that name. uh it's a spray and uh any you look you you know what you know, you can do the math on that but uh our uh, anonymous uh, writer, anonymous because I forgot to uh notate or note their name um is uh he, the definition that I think that this person really wanted me to find of sprunt is uh of a scottish um nature and uh it dates back to quite some time ago <laughs> uh, i apologize i'm i'm just pulling it back up here on my my phone um it means and this is this is my favorite of the definitions for the word sprunt it simply means boys chasing girls around haystacks after dark. Isn't that something? <laughs> so they think that it might be, and this is a great word for you as well, a portmanteau, which uh, which is uh, a combination of two words. So like infotainment, you get information and entertainment. You would turn that into a portmanteau or portmanteau, uh, um, so you're just combining two words into one. So they think this might be sprint and hunt. So you sprint. So it's boys chasing girls around haystacks after dark, which you can imagine uh, Scottish adolescents uh, taking part in uh, maybe a century or two ago in the Victorian era. So, um, yeah, that's, it's very fun. If you can use it in that way this week, you get extra credit. If you use it in any way, you get uh, you'll get your full points. But uh, extra credit for somebody who refers to boys chasing girls around haystacks after dark as uh, sprunting. Uh, what a what a fascinating word! And my goodness, thank you for submitting that, whomever you are. I will uh, give you credit when I can. Once again, find your name. In fact, if you wouldn't mind, uh, email me and say, "Hey, that was me." Now, if I get like seven of them, I'm gonna know six of you are liars. But uh <laughs> Sprunt. Boy, oh boy. What a simpler time, huh? And I like to think that there's nothing uh untoward about the sprunting back in the Victorian area. That it was simply just boys having fun with girls. They weren't chasing them in any sort of uh malicious way or <laughs> anything like that. It's just hey we're boys. We're going to chase these girls. And I, and I, hopefully the girls had fun running away from the uh, silly boys, chasing them around haystacks after dark. I wonder what the, def, what the word would be for uh, boys chasing girls around haystacks during the day. Why is this only after dark? Maybe it was considered uh, impolite to chase a girl around a haystack during the day. And it only happened at night. Who's to say? Uh, if you're a Scottish historian... Uh, or maybe some sort of British uh, sociologist who's aware of that uh, of the practice of sprunting, uh, yeah, fill us in. Yeah, let us know. All right, that's uh, enough. Man, speaking of boys chasing girls, uh, uh, in a sense, R.I.P. Pepe Le Pew, huh? Yeah, some people said, you know what, maybe this isn't uh, the best image we want out there um, of... Uh <laughs> Now I argue against that. You know, you guys know me. I'm not a big uh, cancel culture guy. I think if you don't like something, you can pretty much ignore it, and it's really uh, look. I don't think Pepe Le Pew is responsible for many of the ills in our society. I I, I just don't, and uh, you can disagree with me. I totally respect that. But uh, uh, I, my first off, my argument would be, um, that Pepe Le Pew is. Uh, well, he he wants to uh woo this woman and he is aggressive. I'm not I'm going to look. He uh he grabs her and squeezes her, you know, hugs her or whatever and she wants to get away. He should immediately let her go, but he doesn't. And but but here's the thing. It's not that she's not attracted to him. She doesn't she thinks she smells. If you remember <laughs> in the cartoons it's because he smells and I think there might be a second and p- perhaps Larger reason why Pepe Lepew isn't as politically correct as he may have been considered at one point. It's because he th- there's that stereotype. He is the embodiment of the smelly Frenchman, which is was a an unfortunate stereotype. And uh <laughs> let's just say Pepe's got at least two strikes against him when it comes to uh <laughs> the uh sort of what what are the uh, what are they called the social warriors or whatever the uh, culture warriors I forget exactly but uh, um, that's okay if Pepe's not your thing I always uh, liked it because I always felt that he proved himself to be uh, a fool more often than uh, somebody that you should look up to so in fact many people also forget that that cat uh, in the the most famous Pepe Le Pew, when the cat uh, gets some paint on it and it's all of a sudden it's got a white stripe down its back Peppy uh, confuses it for a skunk and of course falls in love. well at some point that cat notices that uh did you hear me burp just now? Did that come across? okay if you did I apologize but it, it I definitely burped it like with a it was a closed mouth belch and uh, if you heard it I, I I didn't mean to be rude. Uh, you know what happened? I had a plant-based protein shake about 20 minutes ago, and I, and even as I was drinking it, I went, I have no idea how this is going to affect my body. And uh, apparently it's going to give me uh, a, a little bit of uh, a burping. So uh, if, if another one creeps out, my apologies in advance. Anyway, <laughs> and if you didn't hear it, then this was all a waste, and uh, I apologize for that too. So... Um, Pepe Le Pew gets paint on him, and uh, his, his stripes, his skunk stripes, are gone now. He's just all black, and so he looks like a cat. And now the pursuer becomes the pursued, doesn't he? She can't believe how handsome he is and chases him, and now he's uncomfortable. So ah, I know this is a—one uh, could argue that it kind of evens out in the end, but— uh one could also argue that the behavior of both is bad. So <laughs> anyway, if you enjoy Peppy, I say enjoy him. If you don't, I say don't. That's uh that's that's it's just, look, it's not a cop out. I am very middle of the road when it comes to some of this stuff. I myself though am uh, anti-cancel culture and um, that's not to say that I don't think some things um, should go away. They they should. They should just naturally sort of go away because we've either gotten better as people, or um, uh, or the thing that is being canceled was so blatantly offensive that it needs to go. I would argue that a lot of things that uh, aren't uh, that are consi- you know that are sort of canceled these days aren't blatantly offensive. They were never meant to cause harm. They just kind of have as as we've grown as a society. Now they're considered harmful, but you got to give them a little bit of a break, don't you? I mean, look, the uh, Mister Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head who, who have recently come under some scrutiny because uh, they identify th- their own genders or whatever. <laughs> um, I, and I know it's more than that. It's it's uh, you want everybody to be able to. Uh, find whatever toy they're comfortable with. So, um, but when they named Mister Potato Head Mister Potato Head, they weren't out to exclude anybody. That's 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 just, in my opinion, that's there was nothing malicious about it. So we can go a little easier on some of this stuff, I think. And I uh uh recently bought a Pepe Le Pew coffee mug. That I intend on drinking out of every morning as sort of my, uh, well, I'll sort of compare it to the uh, Gadsden flag, which is that um, uh, coiled snake uh, with the don't tread on me thing. That's uh, My peppy coffee mug is going to be my slight uh, nose thumbing at cancel culture. Just, hey, look, if this bothers you, maybe... Maybe it shouldn't bother you all that much. <laughs> hey, look, I know, I know some of you disagree with me. And again, please know that I, I definitely respect uh, and appreciate your opinion and your side of the argument. I'm just going to disagree with you. And uh, I'm going to show it in a passive way by drinking out of my Pepe, Pepe Le Pew coffee mug. <laughs> but we can still be friends. I hope you know that. Uh, anywho where uh boy how did I get off on that oh that's right chasing boys chasing uh girls uh, around haystacks after dark all right well I certainly uh enjoyed uh uh I that definition and I'd like to tell you now what else I've enjoyed oh will you look who it is it's Peppy lepew oh Pepe. Oh, wait a minute. You know what he just did? He walked by a cat, a female cat, and tipped his hat to her and moved on. I think Pepe's learning. I think he's becoming a bit more of a gentleman. Good for you, Pepe. you can show your appreciation without having to be so aggressive. Oh, good for you. Oh, oh boy. Well, he just, uh... He just kissed a lady on the lips. No, well, you can't do that, Pep. Ah, uh, will he ever learn? You're going <laughs> to... Don't get me canceled, Pep, because I bought a coffee mug with your face on it. <laughs> what I enjoyed this week is a movie that uh, apparently uh, a few folks are enjoying because it's been nominated by uh, uh, for a handful of Oscars. Man, I used to love the Academy Awards, and I used to love award shows. I don't anymore. I... I think I grew out of it, um, uh, and I also kind of realized, man, a lot of this isn't about uh, the art itself. It's about uh, politics and uh, stuff like that, and, and uh, so I kind of just uh, – I, I don't really pay much attention to award nominations or shows or anything like that. But this one is certainly deser- deserves some uh, – mer- uh, boy, if it wins uh, some awards, it deserves them. Uh, the movie is available on Amazon Prime. It's called Sound of Metal and it I I I loved it. It's it was one of my favorite movies uh, in the last year and it's about a uh, a guy who is a drummer in a heavy metal band. The band consists of he and his girlfriend and suddenly his hearing starts to go and it starts to go quick and uh he 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 finds out that he has a degenerative hearing he has degenerative hearing loss and it's just going to get worse and uh well of course this turns his life upside down the man plays music for a living and he has to figure out what to do he's also an uh, an addict and uh he's he's recovered uh you know a recovering addict drug addict but they he's he's worried that this news and this his new uh deafness will Uh, cause him to spiral out of control. And uh, so the the movie then, it's an exploration of how he deals with his uh, new deafness. And it is great. The acting is absolutely stellar. The lead is played by a gentleman named Riz Ahmed, who's a a wonderful actor. I've only seen him in a, a, a couple other things um, I believe he won uh, an award, uh, maybe it was an Emmy or a Gold Globe or something, for that HBO show, The Night of. And uh, look, he's a star. He's this guy is uh, uh, is so great. He's uh, he's absolutely going to be a household name, more so than he is becoming this year. Also, the supporting cast is great. Olivia Cook is a wonderful actress. She plays his girlfriend. And a man, I boy, if I've I know I've seen him in movies but uh, not in much, and he is nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and I'm thrilled to see it. Uh, I, I His name is Paul R-A-C-I. I'm going to say Racy or Rassy. The guy is great. He's great, and he's a fascinating man in real life. He um, grew up with deaf parents, so he learned American Sign Language right away, and he's uh, incredibly fluent in it, of course. And uh, he himself is not deaf, but he uh is in an Ozzy Osbourne cover band um i, I forget if it's if it's black sabbath or ozzy I, you know i imagine he does both and um he uh it's an asl thing he, like he will do american sign language while uh, singing and all that in the cover band and apparently they're stellar uh, i'd love to see it so uh i really recommend this movie it's um it's a uh, just a, a wonderful example of uh, character and acting. And, uh, you know, there are not a lot of big uh, uh, set pieces, uh, but the, oof, boy, just powerhouse um, uh, emotional stuff. It is really good. Sound of Metal. And uh, uh, Mr. Ahmed is uh, nominated. I think the movie itself is nominated for Best Picture. And. Best screenplay and all these things. It, it, well worth a, a look. By the way, I, and I'll warn you, the first like two or three minutes uh, are them performing a song live. And it is not easy to listen to. It's, it's like, it's not just heavy metal. It's sort of, um, I mean, this really raw kind of hurt your ears metal. Don't let that deter you. All right, if if heavy metal is not your thing, there's not a ton of heavy metal in this movie. I'll be honest, um, but there up front there is, and uh, you know, just don't turn it off because uh, it's too loud or too weird for for you. You'll miss out on a, a terrific film, uh, in my opinion. Again, I uh, these are just my my thoughts. If you didn't care for it, that's fine. Uh, it's totally okay. Yeah. Chick and I always joke about this. Uh I'm talking about Chick McGee from the Bob and Tom show. He <laughs> He and I uh often disagree on things. And uh we'll tease each other and we'll uh kind of make fun of each other. And we but we'll also have real discussions and then at the end go uh Chick will look at me and go, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. We we can disagree on this but still be friends?" And I go, "Of course." And he goes, "Huh." <laughs> and we laugh because it's real easy today to to think, well, since I disagree with this person, I can't like them. And I, boy, I have a real problem with that. That's just not the case. And as far as I'm concerned, the more um, different viewpoints that are out there, the better the world. I love it. I I love talking to people who have different ideas and different philosophies than me. I think it's. Um, fascinating, and and I learn about myself when I hear other viewpoints. And um, I, I've gotten into heated debates with people, but I always feel like I've gotten closer to that person uh, afterwards. Uh, our disagreements don't push us away from one another; they they in a way bring us together because we, you know, you have a deeper understanding of where where uh, each other is and. And where they came from—that's the thing. You never know where somebody, what somebody's history is, and their history absolutely dictates, at least uh, in some way or another, their uh, view of the world. So, man, what am I going to do? Dislike somebody because they've had a, they've had different experiences than I have that have helped shape who they are <laughs> and how they think. No, that's ridiculous. I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me, and uh, I definitely don't want to do that to somebody else. People are far more interesting than uh, the quick, you know, uh, 140, I I think it's larger now, but whatever, how many characters you have on Twitter. And they're they're, uh, certainly much more interesting and uh, more full and round than – a quick Facebook post, you know, that, look, um, everybody, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like my generation, I'm I'm 42. When we were growing up, we were told a lot. And I remember being told this by my parents and by teachers and that your opinion matters and they're right. But (laughs) what they didn't teach us enough, I think is, You don't always have to share your opinion. (laughs) And trust me, I I know there's an irony here. I'm a guy who's on the radio every morning, and now I have a podcast every week, (laughs) and I'm constantly throwing my opinions out. Um, Mostly On the podcast, my opinions are are very genuine. On the morning show, sometimes, uh, a lot of the time, you're getting my actual opinions, but there's a fair amount of time where you're getting you're just getting uh, me sort of performing because uh, I want to be the different voice in the room at the time or whatever. If everybody's agreeing on one thing, I'm going to disagree on the air to try to create some uh, some radio. So it's not uh, – but anyway, um, uh, we don't have to think that just because somebody doesn't agree with us on everything – that they can't be our friend or our loved one or anything like that. And by the way, you can always you can always just kind of go, hey, you know what? I, I didn't think of it that way. And drop whatever subject it is that's gotten heated. Because that's not a lie. You're not lying. Maybe you haven't thought of it that way. But it's not worth it. You know what I mean? It's not worth You know, if you disagree with somebody politically or you disagree with somebody about uh, art and culture or how they're living their life, whatever. Let's uh, (laughs) – I think – and I think it's also very important to remember that we're all kind of uh, looking for the same end game, right? We want to be comfortable. We want to be happy. We want to be loved. And we want to share love. And we want to have fun and all these – we're all in it uh, kind of for the same reasons. So – Look, disagree and enjoy the disagreeing. Don't get angry. Don't 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 uh, hate somebody because they feel differently than you. I think that's a real problem. And uh, but all it takes is uh, look, you guys. You, all you have to do is is is. Uh, I, I think many of you realize this, and you and you probably practice uh, a lot more grace and mercy, and uh, forgiveness, and, and understanding than uh, than those in the news do, or those, uh, you know, who are the most vocal on social media. Um, and I appreciate that. Thank you guys uh, for being those those types of people. That's why you're all such a joy. I wanted to get to a couple quick questions. Um, some uh, are, oh, and then a good story, too. Uh, some are, uh, uh let's see. A comedy related. Mark writes in and he says, uh do you ever find yourself or do you find yourself quicker for working on the Bob and Tom show? Uh and what he's asking is uh does my mind um work a little faster now than it did before I was uh on live radio 4 hours uh 5 days a week? Um Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I had a certain amount of quickness to me anyway. I've been trained in improv. And so uh, you learn to be pretty fast on your feet uh, with that. Um, I've always kind of had it because my family are are witty, funny people. And uh, so you kind of, um, you know, I I think my first school in comedy was trying to make my dad laugh at the dinner table there. I have three brothers and you know, getting him to laugh was, uh, it felt great. So, uh, you know, we were always trying to do that and trying to make each other laugh. So um, that uh, certainly, yeah, I've kind of grown up trying to keep my wit uh, quick um, uh, with uh, varying results. (laughs) But yes, being on the show uh, has, I think, made my mind operate a little bit more, uh, a little faster, and I, one of the main reasons is because it's taught me to, uh, taught me and reminded me to listen more. To really listen. In order to be quick, you have to, you have to listen. You You can't formulate a joke. Uh, let's say Christy Lee is doing a news story. I, I can't formulate a joke if I'm not listening to it. Um, I, I need to be able to react. Uh, but if I'm sitting there going, if she says, uh, Hey, uh, Dateline Detroit, Michigan, and then she starts talking about uh, a specific news story. If I'm sitting there going, "Okay, Detroit, what kind of joke can I make about Detroit?" Well, that's no good because I'm not listening to the actual details of the story. Uh, instead, I'm gonna uh, two minutes later. I'm gonna go, "Hey, Detroit," uh, <laughs> and people are gonna go, well, "What do we care? What is that? Where this story took place?" So by by making me a better listener, the show has. Uh, also made me quicker because I I I'm often reminded to hey listen to what's going on let 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 this, let yeah react react to what you're hearing uh, and uh, that's how I like to operate anyway um, I think I'm better that way. He also asks your first impression when you write is it the audience or you? So do you write stuff you find funny or are you writing? Stuff that you think the audience will find funny. I, uh, I, boy, I bet most comedians would say, and I'm one of them, that I write things that I think are funny. And I hope, I, I, I hope the audience thinks it's funny too. When you find out is when you go up on stage and you do these jokes for the first time and you go, all right, okay, the audience does find that funny. Or, well, I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the only guy that liked that, uh, apparently. And you don't give up so quickly. At least I don't. Um, I uh, Look, if I have a new bit, I give it. Uh, before I rewrite it, I'll, uh, well, no, I can't say that. Every bit's different. But uh, you go through a process of, uh, okay, it didn't work. I'm going to change this word, or I'm going to change that line, or I'm going to put this line in front of that line. Whatever. You make adjustments, and then you try it again. If it works then, you go, oh, okay. It just needed some, some tinkering. If it still doesn't work, but you still think it's really funny, you just got to figure out a way through rewriting and getting up there and doing it um, to make it funny to an audience. And there are plenty of times where that will never happen. And you just go, okay, for whatever reason, I cannot... Sell this idea to the audience. It still makes me laugh, uh, and sometimes it's frustrating. And and uh, oftentimes I'll go through a series of uh, emotions with that. Uh, usually the first one is sort of like a like sort of cynical or angry. Like what do these people know? I <laughs> I I do comedy for a living. I know what's funny, but I'm wrong in that case. Audiences will let you know if it's funny. And uh, <laughs> look, I'm still allowed to think it's funny, but. If I say, if I do the joke, and sometimes I will, sometimes I'll, I'll be a stubborn enough jackass to go. I don't care. I don't care if that gets no laughs. I like saying it, and it and it's funny to me. And I'm going to say it. And uh, well, what happens? I say it, and it brings the show to a screeching halt. <laughs> and uh, in my head, I go, Ah, boy, is this worth? It? What am I doing? Why? Why am I? <laughs> why am I saying something that I know no no one enjoys? And eventually, I drop it uh, once I get it all out of my system. But there's nothing quite exciting. I mean, that's why that's 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 some of the most that's some of the best parts of uh, one of the greatest parts of doing stand-up comedy is uh, writing a bit. It's making you laugh as you're thinking about it and writing it. You go on stage, and my gosh, if they don't think it's if the audience is laughing too, oh, what a great feeling. And it's also a good feeling when you go, huh, They didn't really like that. What can I do? And you tinker with it and you go back up and you try it again in a new way and it kills. You go, ah, not only um, you just it's almost the same feeling you get when uh, you're like, oh, man, I I really need to hang my TV. Should I call somebody and do it or no? You know what? I've never done it, but I can figure it out myself. And then you do it and it looks great. And the TV hangs for 20 years. You go. (laughs) I'm the greatest like you just feel so good about yourself for being able to to fix it your to fix it yourself. But that said, there's a lot of fun in going to people that you think are funny, your comedian buddies, and uh maybe you don't even know this person really. There have been plenty of times where I've gone uh to comedians that I just started working with one weekend and going, "Hey, will you listen to this thing about ice skating? I can't I, I really feel like there's something funny there, but I cannot, I can't, I'm not getting it. Uh, the audience doesn't care for it. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to, and uh, usually they're happy to go. Yeah, I'll check it out. And then you come off stage, and they go, okay, it's there's an idea there that's funny. Here's what's wrong, or here's what you can do to make it better. Oh my, it's really fun. That kind of collaboration is really fun. And uh, I don't do that a ton. Um, I, I try not to solicit too much unless. Uh, I know the person because, um, well, I just thought you know I don't like to bother. Look, I gotta rem- you have to remember like when I'm working with another comedian, that comedian is also at work and they're probably thinking about a bit that they're trying to get <laughs> to uh, go over. And so uh, I don't necessarily like getting in their way. But at open mics with good friends, oh, that's awesome! Somebody tries a new bit, doesn't necessarily they come off stage? Man, I that, I couldn't get that to work. And sometimes it's as simple as. I remember one time I, I went up and I had new material that I thought was pretty strong and I was doing it. And I really, I was getting some laughs, but not a lot. And I got off stage and I go, man, I couldn't, uh, boy, that that didn't really work. And like three people almost at the same time said, why were you so mad? And I said, what? And they were like, you looked angry, and so the audience didn't think you were having fun, and they didn't go along with you. And I went, oh my gosh i I probably was just concentrating on what I was trying to say, and I didn't mean to look angry. And then, ne- and uh, one of my buddies goes, next time you do that bit, make sure you're smiling. And I went up, and I did the bit, and I was smiling, and it killed. And I went, oh my god! So sometimes it's not just the words that need work; it's the, it's the delivery. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you guys all know that delivery is a huge part of comedy, but uh, but also uh, your presence. It looked like I did. I wasn't enjoying what I was saying, and uh, so the audience didn't enjoy it. But once I re- once I let them know, hey, I like what I'm saying, they they liked it. So, uh, great great questions. Oh, he, uh, boy, Mark also said, do you ever mention to Tom uh, that people come up to you and uh, mention? They talk about how, how fat you are or how you're not as fat as he says you are. And uh, they always ask you about watching porn and that stuff. Yes. Every time that happens, I go, so, Tom, I had somebody come up and ask me why I wasn't at home looking at porn. And he usually smirks and laughs and says, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, that happens. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that happens a fair amount um hey i wanted to uh share this uh quick story with you because i had a very similar experience uh, as matt who writes in uh, he he wrote me a a terrific letter about how he too had worked at a movie theater like i had uh perhaps you've listened to to my podcast about it um if not i you know what take a trip back and uh Find it and uh, I, I and enjoy it, but um, he says that he was uh, in charge of sort of fixing the arcade games and all that stuff. Uh, did a lot of maintenance and repair on those. And he mentioned I I, used, I talked about how uh, occasionally we would watch movies before they they were out. So the night before they were released or whatever, we'd after work we'd stay and um, watch a movie with uh, only uh, you know a handful of people and it was awesome. Well, uh this must have been fun because he watched um he spliced together the movie, which is just putting the the movie together. Uh the, this was back when they were on actual film and he said there were four of them, four of them and uh they watched the Blair Witch project before it had, before it was released. So the thing about the Blair Witch Project is it's fairly divisive. Some people love it and thought it was horrifying. Others hated it and thought it was sloppy and not scary. And uh, yeah, I'm not look. I'm not going to argue. I I'm in the first class. I when I first saw it, I was terrified. But uh, there's uh, but if you didn't, I I'm not going to argue with you. I totally get why it might not have affected you. One of the reasons it affected me, and this is also something Chick and I have discussed before was before that movie came out, it was one of the first movies to have a large internet presence well before its release. So the the filmmakers brilliantly made this website about the Blair Witch and it was so realistic that you thought you were just looking at real uh, accounts and reading real stories uh, about this you know, a purported witch in the woods and how some uh, filmmakers at one time had tried to explore the myth and ended up missing and they were never found again. And uh, the website was so well done and it was still fairly in its infancy. I mean, the Internet was way younger than it is, you know, than it was older, if that makes sense. It was still fairly new and um, it was really, really uh, scary to go online. And, uh, you know, the dial-up modem. And then, hey, have you heard about this? And you go and you, you research the Blair Witch, and this very realistic website comes up. So it also says, hey, the movie is going to be released, and you can actually see the footage. And uh, so when I went to see it, there was a lot of speculation as to whether or not it was real. And uh, what actually happened to these people? So I saw it opening day. And uh, Chick said he did a very similar thing. He he couldn't. Be- he was freaked out by the website. Went and saw the movie, and it scared scared the hell out of him. And that's what it did with me as well. So these folks, uh, Matt and his coworkers, I'm sure were in a similar boat. And they said that they wa- <laughs> they watched this movie. The sound system was pounding. They heard every noise. There was a giant screen. It was an empty theater, and they were all just paralyzed with fear during this thing, <laughs> and they were so scared that when they were walking out, they were walking one girl to her car, and she was just sobbing. <laughs> she was so frightened, and uh, I, I, boy, I, I have no reason to doubt that. That, whoo I was frightened and uneasy walking out of a sold-out theater when I saw it, and uh, what a great experience. What a That is terrific. Um, somebody else wrote in and, uh, said that they watched a movie I recommended last week or the week before Gary wrote in and said he watched sesh, Session 9 and he said, man, that movie scared the absolute piss out of me. <laughs> well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad. I, I hope you enjoyed, enjoyed it. He also said, uh, to check out Marianne on Netflix. Oh, that's that French horror, um, uh, series. I've not watched it yet, but I absolutely will. All right. Um let's see here. Also real quick, I wanted to uh refer you to the Bob and Tom app and the Bob and Tom mailing list and uh their their social media because uh shortly they're putting out or maybe maybe currently they are uh putting out some photos that we all consider to be very embarrassing. Remember I uh, I put something up on Instagram that I from when I was a baby, and uh, because I didn't have a shirt on or whatever, <laughs> they banned it. Uh, look, I'm uh, over it. <laughs> no, I'm not over it. But uh, uh, by that, I mean I'm not over Instagram. I'm not. I, I will be back. Uh, why'd you guys bring it up? Anyway, um, what was I going? Oh, anyway, uh, I sent in a few photos for uh, Chris Spangle. Our social media guru to uh, put out there all all pretty embarrassing and one of them was of me in my show choir outfit from high school when I was in uh in premier the show choir <laughs> so you'll get to see me in my fuchsia glitter vest and uh, bow tie it's uh it's quite something um. And uh, I wanted to. Uh, I had a good time. I had a good time looking for these photos and uh, going through uh, a lot of photos. Uh, just, just pretty wild. And that leads me to what I would like us to do this week. Oh, listen to this! A nice new bass line for this segment. Holy cow! This is good. I'm a sucker for a uh, a solo bass. And, uh, boy, this scratches me where I itch. So, what we should work on this In fact, I could even kind of jazz up my voice for the. What we could work on this week. Just for that part, maybe. Because to hear me do that for too long would be uh, insufferable. I suggest this week, instead of watching a rerun Or, uh, you know, maybe watching uh, the nightly news where it's just going to bum you out. Instead, grab a shoebox full of photos or or a photo album and just go through it. It's been too long since you've looked at those pictures anyway. Why not take a little stroll down memory lane and uh, enjoy yourself? Look at those old photos. Maybe some you'll laugh at because they're a little embarrassing. Maybe others will bring a, uh, it'll be bittersweet. Uh, it'll remind you of a nice memory and uh, maybe a, a person that's no longer with us, but who you uh, certainly keep alive in your in your heart and your mind. And maybe you can even uh, share these photos with somebody who's never seen them. I bet they'll get a kick out of it. So, yeah, take a little time and look through some old pictures. And uh, I, think, I think you'll enjoy yourself. I know I did when I did it this past week. And I hope you enjoy... The rest of this week, we'll talk again very soon.